Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our worship service from the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, on this August 28th, 2022. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're worshiping online and in person. As you know, Mass are recommended, but they're not required. Do as you wish. That helps you to feel uh, healthy and in, uh, in a good place here with us in worship, whether that's wearing a mask or not. Just be courteous of your neighbor's sense of health safety. The altar flowers today are from Chris and Kitty Salto in honor of the teachers. Let's hear it for the teachers. Thank all of you who are teachers for stepping back into the classrooms uh, this fall and helping to bring forward our children. Some announcements going on that I, I want to share with you. One is that, unless I am mistaken, Susan, today is your last day with us. Is that right? Would you stand up for a second? Susan Falk and her husband, Barry, will be relocating and no longer with us. They're heading off to the East Coast, um, which makes some sense, but then down to the Southern East Coast, which then raises questions <laughs> among all of us. Hot and muggy, it's summer, I don't know what you're doing, but um, it's, in it's in your blood. We wish you well. We will miss you so much, and uh, we just wish the very best for you. Thank you, Susan. Blessings to you. And an update, we do uh, hot meals uh, once a month. Um, we help to do that. I believe it's on Wednesdays typically, but this Wednesday, there's a little different pattern. So if you are part of the team that helps to pull that off, or if you want to be part of the team that helps pull that off, you want to be in contact with... Um, Kathy Loeb in particular, and, and that would help with, with knowing what to bring and uh, those kind of details for this hot meal thing. But what's different this month is that we are going to be assembling the hot meals here on campus. So this Wednesday at 3 o'clock, and that's a different time also, at 3 o'clock this Wednesday, you're to bring what you're contributing to the hot meals. You're to bring it hot, hot meals it's called, so bring it hot. And bring it to church Wednesday at 3 o'clock. And there will be people here that will do stuff with you to help make that happen, that ministry happen. Christy is with us, Pastor Christy, Kylie, Aurora. Welcome. Glad that you are with us. Pastor Christy is with us this morning, and, and she is going to be giving leadership in our time with children for our backpack thing and for the giving of Bibles if we have third graders or people who haven't gotten them. But she also is, is setting a new pattern of some office hours in the churches. And uh, Monday, she's going to be at St. Matthew's, Tuesday at Thousand Oaks, and Wednesday with us. So if you've been looking for an opportunity and a location to meet up with Pastor Christy, Wednesdays between 10 and noon, she'll definitely be here on campus in the office, and you can uh, come in and visit with her. We're having this uh, sermon series on family matters, and one of the things that really uh, pulls our heartstrings is that we realize that all too often families are in great stress and sometimes um, without 
shelter or adequate food. And, and so we as a community of faith wanted to, to take a look at that and, and move the focus of the sermon series to some really grandeur level of how some people's lives are in real jeopardy. And is there a way our church can be helpful with that? And so we're having a, uh, a webinar on, on homelessness, on, on homeless families in the Caneo Valley. That's going to be happening uh, Sunday the 11th. Well, Sunday is not the 12th, so I'm saying Sunday 11th. But it's going to be Monday. All right. Okay, so the day is changing of the week. It's Monday the 12th. Thank you for correcting me. It will be at 7. Is that still true? All right. So... Um, Get that on your calendar. I think this is going to be a great event to get us to be thinking about what is around us that we might not be noticing, um, but we would have an opportunity if we're compassionate and, and savvy about some things, about responding to and being helpful. So Monday the 12th at 7 p.m. and then the 25th. What day of the week is that? The 25th is Monday or Sunday? Are we agreed that it's Sunday? I think that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Sunday, Nancy is saying. Is everybody agreeing Sunday is the 25th? So on Sunday the 25th, we will be having a discussion of a book that we're making available starting this Sunday, which is the 28th. If things have worked out all right, there's a stash of some books outside that the Saltos will be refereeing you uh, purchasing and taking, and we'll be discussing that book called Made. We'll be discussing that book in the, uh, at the end of September. So a, a great opportunity for us to put a little traction in action about our faith from our Social Concerns Committee, and we thank you guys for, for your work on that. Today, we have the joy of uh, focusing on families again, but having our families be together in the uh, patio area after worship with some ice cream. And if you want to be a part of that, you are welcome to be a part of that. All are welcome to have some ice cream and to uh, spend some time socialing. So that will be right after worship. And to help draw you in to that great event, our crafty ladies are out there with some things that they have crafted that we might find really fun and interesting. It looked like some good things when I was looking at it before worship. So you want to pay some attention and look at that. Um, I'm excited about the fact that um, we have them here on campus again in a visible way. And it, it's been a couple years since we've been able to do that. So it's really cool to see the crafty ladies. They've been doing stuff in these two years but we just haven't visually been seeing them or interacting with them, and it's great to have them with us on a Sunday morning this Sunday. All right, let us center ourselves and get about our worship.
Please stand and join with me in our call to worship and remain standing for the hymn and invocation. We gather to worship God, knowing that a life with an awareness of God's presence and power is a blessing. Praise and glory be unto God. May our worship be pleasing in God's sight and the renewing of our spirits. your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us pray. Holy God, we lift up our spirits and we open our hearts and minds to your presence and to your word for this day. May we be nourished and nurtured, renewed and rejuvenated for faithful lives of discipleship. Amen. children and teachers forward for the backpack blessing. Say that three times fast. Do we have anybody in here that is in third grade or a little above that may, because of all the pandemic or are new to our church, have not gotten their third grade Bible? You have your third grade Bible? Okay. Just making sure. All right. Well, then, if I can get the kids and teachers and everybody to come forward with me. Oh, grab that. My basket. Okay. 
How you doing? Hi, find a seat. I got a seat for you. Come on in. Let's hook it right on. How about if we put it in here for a minute? I think I can do that. Yay. Oh my gosh. I think I'm going to have to turn around in a minute to be able to see everybody. Welcome, everybody. I'm going to ask a couple questions before we go into the backpack blessing. I did it. Um, I believe you all have been in school at least a week at this point. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. How has the first day of, or the first week, two weeks of school been? Good. It's been good? Are you sorry summer's over? Yes. Yes. Anybody happy to be in school? <laughs> I knew that was going to be the answer. So you guys, look what I have. I have tags for your backpack to remind you to think happy, be happy. You think you can do that this year? No. <laughs> I'm getting lots of no's for the, those of you that are out there. On the back it says, you who are young, be happy while you are young and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. And that is from Ecclesiastes 11:9a. And so all of us here at church are wishing that you guys have a very, very happy school year. See, be happy. But we are gonna pray God's blessings over you and the teachers. So that's why I had you bring your backpack up. See, I even have mine. Did you guys know I'm in school too? I am. Old people can go to school too. Mm-hmm. You wanna go to school with me? I didn't think so. <laughs> so I am gonna have you guys stand up where you're at and face the congregation. And then I'm gonna ask the congregation to put their hands forward in the old way of sending blessings to everybody. And we will pray over everybody and then I will make sure you all get a backpack tag. All right, I gotta stand too. You gonna get with me? Here we go. Good for core. All right, let us pray. Gracious God, we lift to you today these students. They stand here ready to receive your blessings as they commit themselves to study and learning in the school year ahead. We ask your blessing over each of them. Further, we ask your blessing on all of our backpacks that are here and that may still be at home. You see, these backpacks will hold the schoolwork of each student and they will be carried from home to school and back again. As the students carry these backpacks, may they be reminded of the love and care of this congregation that surrounds them each day. We pray as well for the teachers and the administrators of our schools. May they also be sustained by your blessing. May they be reminded that this congregation embraces their call to teaching and learning and surrounds them with love and care. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who seeks, who we seek to follow day by day. And I'm going to ask the congregation to close with me. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. 
All right, guys, it's time to go to class. I will bring these into your classes. You can walk. You can go. And for those of you online, if you have not gotten your Bible or if you would like a tag, please email me and I will make sure they get to you. Have a blessed day. Thank you. God, hear the stirrings of our spirits, the yearning of our minds, and the hopes of our hearts as we join with one another in prayer this morning. We need your touch made real in our lives to give us strength and courage, and so we pray. We pray for that. Heal us. Renew us. Restore and send us out. We pray for those around us who are struggling with physical or mental health issues, troubled relationships, uncertain employment, other forms of, of disease or, or discomfort. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For Kathy Drake and her husband Ken, Bill Nodoff and his wife Sandy, Sally DeLong, as all these families deal with the effects of cancer and the effects of treatments, the difficult decisions, the circling together to move forward, we pray your strength would be upon them and help them to navigate their times with grace and with love. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Ken Flintoff, who has entered hospice care, and for Bill Kahn, who is still in hospice care, we pray for their strength and their peace. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for ongoing healing following surgical or medical procedures for Judy Rivera and Mary Nolan and Evelyn Rogers and Cindy Facconi. Be with them in their challenge and their opportunity to reach greater health. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And Lord God, we have had some dear hearts pass on to life eternal in these uh, recent weeks who we think of this morning. We think of Monica, Bowers, Bennett, 
We think of Richard Green, and we think of Sonny Benjamin. And we know, we trust that you have welcomed their souls into your eternal embrace. We pray for those who are left behind, mourning and grieving their passing, having enjoyed their presence, the blessings that they bring to our lives over the years. We give you thanks for their lives, and we pray your comfort and your strength upon those who grieve their passing. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Amir, who is a local refugee caseworker who our refugee team has been working with to help settle people in our area. We think of him and his family as we learn that his father has been murdered in Afghanistan and that in the family this is seen as retaliation by the Taliban and we uh, share our worry, our concern, and our, our prayers with Amir and his family. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of those suffering from the drought and the famine in Afghanistan and, and in parts of Africa. We think of Ethiopia and Somalia. We think of those suffering from the war in Ukraine and for all of those who suffer from gun violence visited upon them, their children, their families, their communities. We pray for the human family that we might be more the kind of children you would seek us to be. Help us in our circumstance, however it is, to step forward in your spirit to help create your new creation. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. All of this, Lord God, we pray in your holy name, joining together in the prayers you taught your Son. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Our scripture today is from Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 through 25. Now therefore, revere the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Now if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day who you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served in the region beyond the river, the gods of the Amorites in which your land are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods, for it is the Lord, our God, who brought us and our ancestors up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight. He protected us along all the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, you cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done you good. And the people said to Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. He said, Then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. The people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and him we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made statutes and ordinances for them at Shechem. The Lord of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. Thank you, John. Let's join in our prayer of illumination. May the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, rock, our Redeemer. We're talking about family matters this month because families matter. And we're backing in today's subject of priorities by looking at a classic piece of scripture from the Hebrew Bible. Joshua had just successfully led the Israelites across the River Jordan and into the Promised Land. It's a climactic moment in the long Exodus story. <clears throat> they made it, hallelujah. And I had John read a little bit more than usual, and that's because in the joy of the climax, there's some tough words from leader Joshua, some confronting words from leader Joshua about how they're going to be tempted and how they might actually lose their way and how important it is for them to focus and to 
do as they intend because there's consequences to not succeeding in that. It's an important moment of being at the crossroads. And though it might not have been clear to everybody there, it was clear to Joshua that they had a choice between blessing and curse. It was as simple as that. It was a clear choice between blessing and curse. And he called out to them saying, what are you, you going to do, folks? What will you do now that you've made it to the promised land? And let me say, as for me and, and my household, Joshua says, we're going to still be serving the Lord. What about you, people of Israel? And they all, oh, yeah, 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 we're with you, Josh. Let's go for it. We're with you. We, too, will serve the Lord. And as maybe in modern days, the leader would turn to the guy with the video camera and say, did you get that? Did you get that recorded? Um, Joshua is saying to, rhetorically to all of them, uh, we heard what you said. So you indeed yourselves are going to bear witness against yourself, positively or negatively, by how you follow in your commitment to God. Wow, it's, it's kind of a goose pimply time if you really get into it. The, the, the difficulty the Hebrew people had all those years in the wilderness and then uh, the fear of actually getting into the promised land. They're like giants. We appear like little insects in front of them. They will annihilate us. I mean, all that's a part of that story. It's, it's marvelous in its texture, but it's strong in its spiritual truth. And here they are now in the promised land, having what we in the New Testament movement of our faith would say, having to come to Jesus moment, having to come to Jesus moment. For it's about the decision, what are we to do with God? From whom our saving grace has flowed and who we clearly think have, has transformed our lives. What shall we do with this God? Who shall we serve now that we are redeemed? Now that we are in the promised land, now that we are smoothly sailing down easy street, well, maybe they didn't think easy street, but boy, things were a whole lot better than when they were lost in the promised land. And as we come out of the pandemic, things are a whole lot better than they were when we were in the pandemic. What do we do now? Choose wisely, Scripture says to us. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. Don't be distracted by the babbles. Don't be distracted or misled. But know that you are to choose. 
Choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Now, I hope that this thought resonates with you this morning as we emerge from the strictures of the pandemic more and more into life, new life, different kind of life, but more so of life than what we've been able to claim and express these last two years. And now that we are setting a course for a better life for ourselves, well, what might be the real source of our resiliency? How might we claim, how might we claim and maximize whatever that source is of our resiliency so that indeed we blossom forward as individuals and as families towards greater health and towards wholeness? Come out of the tomb, Lazarus. Put down the crutches. Get into the pool before the water stills. Come, let me touch your eyes. Let me lift you up. Each Sunday, we are invited to renew our covenant with God the God of our salvation. We are encouraged to make God the bedrock of our household, the foundation for our family, our life's core value, God, our center point, and perhaps even our goal, the Alpha and the Omega, the place where we began and the place where we will end up, and to get between the two, the one we will follow. Now, we're pretty clear, we New Testament folk, we are, we're pretty clear that the Hebrew Bible witnesses to a people who struggled to keep this core value central in their lives. Yet the truth be told, a similar witness is made in the New Testament about us folk, that we too have struggled to keep this central to our lives. The New Testament bears witness to that, as does the annals of church history. It's a challenge, is it not? It's a challenge for us folk of faith to be faithful partners in covenant with God with all the pressures of real life upon us. And the question really is not how well did people in the past do with this. The question really is how well are we doing at this, at living out our core value that comes to us from God? shaping our household 
around this core value that comes to us from God. We will succeed better at this when our life priorities, our family priorities, align with this core value that we get from God. Priorities arise out of core values, and many times that happens whether we are intentional or like it or not. We give our priorities to manifest our core value. Priorities are set in terms of core value. Priorities are the way by which we give direction to living into, manifesting, maximizing our core values. You can discover a person's core value by looking closely at their priorities. How do they allot their time? How do they spend their money? How do they apply their abilities and talents? As followers of Christ, most of us would say our core value is presented to us by Christ. That's why we're following Christ. Christ had something that we saw as precious and we wanted to claim hold of that and have that be a part, the central part, the core part of our lives. Through his life, his teachings, his death, and his resurrection, we get glimpses of this. We sense what this core value is, right? And if we actually listen to his words, we hear it said straight out. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength and all your spirit and love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That's the central core of Scripture, Jesus says. And that is, you would say, our core value as Judeo-Christians, as followers, disciples of Christ. What then becomes our priorities? What are the priorities we adopt for ourselves uh, that we assert in our families? We teach our kids. We teach our grandkids. This is what we stand for. If you're a dilge, this is what, if you're, if you're, if you're a Christian, this is what we stand for. to put us on the right path in life to express and maintain our core value? How is that core value, loving God, loving neighbor, how is that given expression? How is it manifested? How do you maximize it in your life? By how you allot your time? Is it reflected in how you allot your time? Is it reflected in how you allot your money? Is it reflected in how you use your talents and your assets and your abilities? Are your priorities reflecting your core value of love of God and love of neighbor? I'm suggesting today 
that if we want to be resilient as individuals and as families, what matters to us as families is our core value and how we live into this core value of love in our families. And the better able we're to be clear about that and do that, the better able we will be to reach a health, reach a wholeness amid all of the junk that is around us that would deaden that spirit, that would interfere with that progress. Our core value is witnessed by our priorities. So, let's think out loud. You do your own private thinking. I'll just fill the air with some words for a while. But what, what are these priorities, right? You know, I, I think one basic priority, and I think this needs to be talked about and embraced, is our general health and our general sense of well-being. And that's why this going through the pandemic with all its fears and those illnesses or having other illnesses be a part of our lives while we were going through the pandemic was just so challenging to our sense of well-being because our bodies are the temple, the dwelling place, the vessel of the spirit. And so how our bodies are going has a whole lot to do with our sense of well-being. And we need to somehow calibrate our spirit and soul's indwelling in our bodies as best we can in terms of what our bodies are doing. Because they're not always helping us come to that happy moment, right? They're not always helping us be at peace. But the truth is, it's, it's pretty hard for us to exist without our bodies existing. So we, we want to set as a priority as best as we possibly can the health and wholeness of our bodies. We want sharp minds. We want balanced emotions. And you should strive after health in those areas just as a basic priority of getting up and going to sleep, of getting through your day. Foundational for loving of God and loving of neighbor. But then if we're talking about loving of God as a, as a core value, how, how do we get after that? What do we do with that? You know, we've talked about this before, but let's remind ourselves, what do we do to love God? I would like to suggest, and I'm glad to see Shirley here in presence with us in worship, but I was really glad to hear that she said, well, you know, but I've been worshiping every week with you. You didn't know it, but I've been in worship as part of the family every week through these two years, as best as I could. Whether you're online or in person, what we want to do is find our ways to worship God, to have that be a regular part of our priorities of our life, to get straight with God, to try to get at peace with God so that we can find our way to be at peace and be helpful to neighbor. And so it might be that you need a little bit more than worship with that. It might be that you want to be in the study group to learn a little bit more about what people 
wise sages of the faith or prophets or, or thinkers have thought about God? You might want to attend some classes. Uh, you might want to be a part of a Bible study. You want to try to meet God. You want to try to experience God. You want to try to learn about God when you say one of your priorities, loving God. Stewardship of yourself, of your resources in light of God's purposes. Practicing generosity until it's natural to you rather than something that's a, an act that you have to do. Entrusting your gifts to the purposes of God. The loving of God. Deb and I are working on a project and I'm happy to report in that I'm finding myself very often saying, whatever you want, honey. I don't always do that. I'm doing it now, so I'm making some uh, hay out of it. Whatever you want, honey. Have you ever said that to God? Have you ever thought of God as that intimate of a participant in your life and their relationship is that close that you would say to God, whatever you want, God. Let's just do it. Lead me. And even if it looks like a hard road, I'm with you. Lead me. Whatever you want. I trust you. To live into our core value of loving neighbor, what are our priorities that bring loving of neighbor to life for us? Think about those things for yourselves. What, what makes, not, not just making it work with your spouse or your family, actually making it work with people that you don't particularly like is what love of neighbor is all about, right? Jesus used to say, well, even, you know, even the Pharisees loved the people that loved them. How can we be helpful, beneficial? How can we love neighbor? Well, one of the things is that we need to understand our neighbor. We need to learn about and come to know our neighbor. Maybe that's one of the good reasons why this homeless families in Caneo Valley might be a really important thing to engage in. Understanding the people that seem to be other to our experience. It's hard to love another person if you don't know what that other person is up to, if you don't know what that other person's needs or frame of reference or understanding of how things are. Extending a heart and a hand to help others, in the doing of that, in the concrete helping of others, we get the opportunity of learning and knowing others. We get the opportunity of loving others. You can't really love others if you're not trying to love others. 
just hanging out in your backyard reading the latest novel, drinking your sweet tea on the hot summer days. I love that image. Um, that's not love a neighbor, though. <laughs> that might be getting your juices going, so you can love neighbor, but there's another step, isn't there? You can't really love neighbor unless you're out there loving neighbor. Making priorities to manifest core values are important. Now, one of the ways that this has just been a heartthrob for me is that I, I was a sentimental uh, college student and young adult, and I loved Harry Chapin, and he had a great song, Cat in the Cradle. And um, if, if you don't know that song, C-H-A-P-I-N, Harry Chapin, Cat in the Cradle, uh, look it up. Go to YouTube. It's going to be worth your, well, his songs are long, so it's going to be worth your five or eight minutes. Uh, it's not a three-minute song. Um, but it's a great song that drives home the point that you need to choose and act on your choices and not defer the activity of your choices to another time. Because before you know it, that little child that wanted to play ball that you said you were too busy playing ball, that you couldn't play ball with because you were too busy, that you couldn't go out with because you were too busy, becomes the visitor to you as in the song as the elderly person now who you're saying, can't you just stay just a moment or two and talk with me? Can't we go down and get some coffee together? Can't you bring over the kids and we'll just, I don't know, roll a ball or play ball together? And that son says in so many words, dad, I grew up to be like you. I don't have the time to do that stuff. I want to, it's a nice idea. but I don't have the time. It's a, it's a terribly uh, song. But it gets at the point. It gets at the point, right? You might choose your core value. You might say, you know, I go to church every Sunday. This is my core value. And you might say, and I'm going to put some priorities out there. But if you don't act on those priorities, if you don't make it real, if you don't act upon your desire to love God and love neighbor before you know it, your opportunities are gone. Your spirit is dried and shriveled up, and those resources that could bring you to wholeness and health are no longer right there at the fingertips, harder to assess, access to bring in. Choose this day who you will serve, Joshua says. Harry Chapin says, and then do something about that choice, right? Get your family matters to show that families matter. Amen.
You are invited to share of your financial resources via the instructions that will appear momentarily on the screen to help support the ministries of Christ that happen through our congregation. If you are worshiping in person, you are invited to take advantage of the ushers who will passing offering plates down the pews. Thank you, David. Your generosity is needed to keep us going as a church, to keep us doing the good that we do. So please, give generously and be part of what happens in people's lives through the congregation of the United Methodist Church of Westlake Village.
God, we ask that you bless these gifts and those who give them, that our ministries in your Son's spirit might thrive, helping your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. service has been a blessing to you. We live in challenging times. We do. These are times that challenge all of our sense of, of being and of core values and priorities. Yet Jesus has shown us the way forward to love God and to love neighbor. And may we discern priorities in each of our lives that make possible for ourselves, our families, our church, and our community to thrive towards healthiness and wholeness. May we give life to these priorities of love. If you let love lead, you will find your way. Let's work with the Spirit and with one another this week to make it a great week. Stay safe. Be healthy. Know that you are loved. Be blessed by that Spirit and be a blessing to others. Amen. Amen.